Chapter Twenty of the Santa Claus Storybook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Santa Claus Storybook by Unknown. Bluebeard. A long time ago, there lived a man who was very rich he owned vast tracts of fertile land and dwelt in a splendid castle which contained everything beautiful and luxurious that money could buy he had a multitude of servants and his horses and carriages were fine and numerous enough for a king but although this man was blessed with so much wealth he was so ill-looking that he was an object of fear and dread to the people among whom he lived his face was stern and forbidding his eyes deep-set and fierce-looking and these with his remarkable beard of a dark blue colour made the people far and near dislike him and call him old blue beard not many miles from bluebird's castle there lived a lady who had two very beautiful daughters the reports of the beauty of these two sisters reached bluebeard and he heard of them so often that he began to take a great interest in the two young ladies until at last he made up his mind to visit their mother and ask one of them in marriage he was politely received by their mother and made his proposal they were both so lovely he said that he would be happy to get either for his wife and would therefore leave it for her and her daughters to choose which it should be but both miss anne and her sister fatima when their mother told him the object of bluebeard's visit declared they would never marry an ugly man nor above all one with such a frightful blue beard besides it was talked over the country that bluebeard had already married several very beautiful ladies and yet nobody could tell what had become of them not to be rude however they told their mother to say that they had no desire to change their lot and if they had neither would think of depriving the other of so good a match when their mother delivered this answer to bluebeard he sighed deeply and went away feigning to feel very sad but as their mother was on his side he did not give up all hope knowing the attraction that fine houses fine furniture and fine dinners have for ladies in general bluebeard invited the mother her two daughters and two or three other ladies who were visiting them to spend a day or two at his castle and they accepted his invitation bluebeard entertained his guests in such princely style that the time glided by very pleasantly till a week had passed kindness and politeness even when shown by a very ugly person seldom failed to please and it was therefore no wonder that fatima the youngest of the two sisters began to think bluebeard a very well-bred kind and civil gentleman and that the beard which she and her sister had been so much afraid of was not so blue after all in fact so completely had bluebeard's polite attentions removed her previous dislike for him that shortly after her return home she told her mother that she would now be willing to accept him as her husband 
her mother immediately sent word to bluebeard of the change in her daughter's feelings he lost no time in paying a visit to the family and in a few days was privately married to fatima he took his bride home at once to his castle and her sister anne went with her a month was given up to festivity in honour of the marriage and the time passed away like a dream at the end of it bluebeard told his wife that he was obliged to leave her for a few weeks as he had some affairs to attend to in a distant part of the country but my dear fatima said he you can enjoy yourself in my absence in any way that you please you can give dinners and invite your friends to visit you for you are the sole mistress in this castle here are the keys of the two large wardrobes this is the key of the great box which contains the best plate this of my strong box where i keep my money and this belongs to the casket where i keep my jewels here is a master key to all the rooms in the house but this small key belongs to the blue closet at the end of the long hall on the ground floor i give you leave he continued to open or do what you like with all of the castle except this closet but this my dear you must not enter nor even put the key into its lock now do not forget for if you fail to obey me you must expect the most dreadful punishment fatima promised not to forget and bluebeard after kissing her in a tender manner stepped into his coach and was driven away as soon as he was gone fatima sent word to her friends to come without delay and make her a visit she also sent a note to her two brothers both officers in the army asking them to obtain a leave of absence and spend a few days with her her brothers wrote to her that they would arrive the next day so eager however were her other friends to see the riches of bluebeard that they all came within two hours they went from room to room showing fresh wonder and admiration at every new object they beheld during the day fatima was so busy that she never once thought of the blue closet but when all the guests were gone she felt a great desire to know what it contained she took out the key and went down the stairs that led to it on reaching the door she stopped and began to reason with herself and her heart failed her for she knew she was not doing right but her desire to know about the closet grew stronger each moment and at last she put the key into the lock and opened the door she walked into the closet a few steps and there saw a horrible sight she was in the midst of blood and hanging around the walls were the bodies of the former wives of bluebeard whom he had slain fatima trembled like a leaf and the key slipped from her fingers and fell on the floor it was some moments before she could recover strength enough to pick it up and fly from the place after locking the door observing the key to be stained with blood she tried to wipe it off but the blood would not come out in vain did she try washing and scouring the blood still remained for the key was a magic one the gift of a fairy to bluebeard early next day bluebeard suddenly arrived home saying he had received news which made his intended journey unnecessary 
he asked fatima for his keys and she gave them to him all except the one to the blue closet he looked them over and then said how is it that the key of the blue closet is not here i must have left it in my room said she bring it to me at once then said bluebeard the poor wife feeling that the end was near at hand went and got the key and brought it to her husband he looked at it a moment and then burst into a terrible rage pray madam said he how came this blood to be here i am sure i do not know said fatima turning very pale you do not know said bluebeard in a voice like thunder i know full well you have been in the blue closet and since you are so fond of prying into secrets you shall take up your abode with the ladies you saw there almost dead with terror fatima sank upon her knees and entreated him in the most piteous manner to forgive her but the cruel bluebeard deaf to her cries drew his sword and bade her prepare for death at once she begged that he would at least allow her a short time to pray i will give you half an hour said bluebeard in a harsh voice and no more then he left the room as soon as he left her fatima ran to her sister and told her as well as she could for her sobs that she had but half an hour to live and asked her to go to the top of the tower and see if there were no signs of their brother's coming her sister did so and the poor trembling girl below cried out from time to time sister anne my dear sister anne do you see any one coming yet her sister always replied no i see no one i see naught but the sun which makes a dust and the grass which is green at last they heard the angry voice of bluebeard who cried out are you ready the time is up fatima begged for five minutes more which he knowing she was wholly at his mercy granted fatima then called again to her sister sister anne do you see any one coming yet her sister replied as before i see nothing but the sun which makes a dust and the grass which is green quickly the five minutes sped away and then the voice of bluebeard was heard calling are you ready yet again she piteously begged for a brief delay only two minutes longer then she called anne sister anne do you not see some one now i see said her sister a cloud of dust on the left-hand side of the road not far off do you think it is our brothers said the wife alas no dear sister said anne as the cloud of dust drew near it is only a flock of sheep once more bluebeard's terrible voice was heard and the poor wife begged again for a minute's delay then she called out for the last time sister anne do you see any one coming yet her sister quickly answered i see two men on horseback but they are still a great way off thank heaven cried fatima it must be your brothers make every signal in your power dear sister for them to lose no time 
even as she spoke bluebeard was heard pounding at the door and in his fury he burst it open and aimed a blow at the wretched girl as she knelt on the floor but she sprang forward close to him and the blow passed over her head wild at being thus foiled in his aim the furious man seized her by the hair and was about to strike the fatal blow when a loud noise as of persons coming with hasty strides caused him to stop and listen almost at the same moment the door flew open and two officers with drawn swords rushed into the room struck with terror bluebeard turned to fly but he had gone only a few paces before fatima's brothers for it was they had both plunged their swords into his body and he fell dead fatima had fallen into a faint at the time bluebeard seized her by the hair and she lay so pale and lifeless that one would have thought that she was dead too but she recovered her senses and then she could scarcely believe that she was safe and that her cruel husband had met the death he so richly merited but there he lay stark and cold and by her side were her sister anne and her dear brothers whose coming had saved her from a horrible death as bluebeard had no relations fatima was sole heir to the whole of his vast wealth and mistress of the castle she sent notices to all the families living near the castle telling them of the death of bluebeard and laid open the proofs of his cruelty for two days to all who chose to view them though thus made the owner of riches almost without limit fatima used them with such good judgment that she gained the love of every one who knew her she gave each of her brothers a fine castle with money enough to enable him to live in comfort and to her sister who was married shortly afterward she gave a large dowry she herself became in due time the wife of a young nobleman whose kind treatment soon made her forget bluebeard's cruelty End of chapter twenty recording by phone end of the santa claus story book by unknown